What up? Welcome to Homegrown Hustle, where local brilliance takes the center stage. I'm your host, Matt Eichmann. Together, we're about to embark on an inspiring journey. Our community thrives on the wisdom of insightful leaders that are right here in our backyard. And we're bringing their expertise to your ears. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or simply seeking inspiration, this podcast is your guide. Join us every week in celebrating innovation, guidance, and the power to inspire greatness. Let's explore the stories that shape our local business landscape, and together, let's ignite the spark of excellence. Jackie, thanks for joining us on the Homegrown Podcast here. You're approaching a new baby in life, and you're still making time out of your day to do stuff like this. So I just want to say, first off, thank you, and second off, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody and kind of we'll just get this rolling and learn all about you? Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. This is actually my second podcast that I've done recently. So it's been super exciting just to awesome. kind of be able to meet more people and talk about kind of the story and just share my business and everything else with, you know, just anyone who watches and listens. But I'm Jackie LaVentry. I'm owner of uh, LaVentry Living Luxury Cleaning Services. And right now we're based out of like the Forest Lake area, but we have teams all over that kind of cover all of the main metro areas in Minnesota. And it's growing pretty well, I would say. We started about three and a half years ago. And so far, we've been very lucky with the staff that we have and the clients and just being able to grow naturally. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything we've talked about. I mean, you've gone through like massive growth. You really downplay it from how you just described it there, but kind of overwhelming growth. I think we've talked about it a little bit before. We had, we had a similar experience in our business. So like as a, a woman owned business, like what are some of the things that you kind of had to learn early on to really move the needle and achieve that type of growth in such a short period of time? I think one of the biggest things that I was kind of mentioning earlier that we were talking about was just finding support and being part of networking groups and also just like looking for mentorships if possible, or just like knowledge from other entrepreneurs and be able to just have like a really good group of people that are there to support you and just, you know, want the best for you, which I think is always kind of hard to find where it's like, you don't always have that within like, you know, some of your, you know, normal circles of like, you know, let's say high school friends or like work friends yeah. or you know, family, you're whatever on, else. You're but. doing different things. You're, you're on different wavelengths, right? So talking yeah. about business yeah. and hiring employees and things like that, it just, sometimes it doesn't connect, right? And so do you have like a background of business in your family? Did you grow up around it or where did kind of that entrepreneurial type of thought come from for you? So, well, my mom always says like dating back, I would say. So my great grandma, so she was actually from El Salvador, my mom and, you know, her family. And so my great grandma was actually an entrepreneur. She had like a little kind of like a shack thing where she would like sell like shoes and like little things, you know, over in El Salvador. And my mom is actually like a small business owner as well. She kind of does consulting and stuff. So she has a different kind of setup. 
versus like, you know, my service where it's a little bit more hands-on, I would say, versus like consulting, where it's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of just that one person compared to having employees and everything else. I know my dad owned a shop for a while where it was like, he was super big into train models and like planes and ships and all this other stuff. So he also had like a small shop for a while when he lived in, mm-hmm. in Chicago. So we've seen it like a little bit everywhere where it's like, I've kind of been influenced, you know, by my family, mm-hmm. but it's been really nice to just kind of take that up where it was like when I was younger, even, you know, I brought my mom like a chore chart that I made where I was just like, okay, like I'll clean the garage for 40 bucks or I'll clean the car for mm-hmm. 20 bucks. And, you know, so I wanted to make money and, you know, as a kid growing up, like that was like kind of how I earned because we didn't get allowance mm. like we had our chores yeah. but then these were like no, same way for me like you don't, <laughs> you don't just get money for existing like you, you get to live here <laughs> that, yeah. that's what, that was that was our that was our allowance or whatever but yeah that, so that's amazing you kind of grew up around that so for yourself sounds like from a young age you wanted to make money right but also you want to make money cleaning which i think is fascinating that from a young age like <laughs> that's what you were doing. So obviously not everyone enjoys cleaning, right? That's, it's time consuming. Some people just aren't good at it. I don't have the attention to detail to clean it like my wife would like it, but other people do. So there's like those different levels of it. But like for you, what was, was there like an aha moment where you're like, I'm going to start a cleaning company or were you kind of just doing it for people on the side or like, what was that kind of transition from not being a business owner into having your own company. And that was a huge mindset shift, I will say, where it's like, sometimes I feel like I haven't fully developed that. I'm a business owner now versus like just being like a solopreneur type of thing. And so it really started like back in high school. I think it was like my junior year of high school or maybe senior year. And I was doing like care.com type of stuff where it was just like nannying and babysitting and Then I was like, you know, there were house cleaning opportunities on there. And I was like, oh, like, you know, that's interesting. Like, you know, so I tried, you know, doing that. And I actually got like my first cleaning client and we actually still clean for her to this day. So I have, I have two people from there that I've maintained a relationship with and that we still clean for them today. And that was, I don't know, like almost 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. So it's been awesome to be able to keep that relationship. And so, you know, back then it was obviously just myself and it was like helping once or twice a week, you know, at their houses Mm -hmm. or, you know, a couple times a month type of thing. And it was interesting because I learned a lot. I would say like a lot of the cleaning stuff that I've learned has been self-taught where it's like, I've never worked for another cleaning business or anything else. Like I've watched... I guess like YouTube videos and now, I mean, with TikTok, there's so many cleaning videos now and you are always like learning, which is awesome. But that's kind of how I got started. And then I went to school down in New Orleans and kind of did the same thing there where it was like, I found another family, you know, using the website and started cleaning for them and then actually became, you know, the main nanny for their daughter and absolutely loved them. Like I was able to work with them you know, the entire time that I was there and then actually got started in, they owned a restaurant or they still own a restaurant down there and kind of started picking up shifts there. So 
It was kind of like that. I played a. All the time. I just it loved it. Up. It was great. <laughs> it's just been something that I've kind of, you know, picked up on where it's like for me, like cleaning has been very therapeutic. And sometimes I feel like I like cleaning too much because then it's like it pulls me out of my head. And then when the, I have to actually do stuff, I'm like, I just need to go clean for a couple hours and then I'll be fine, you know. Okay. So. Well, you can come to my house anytime. There's always stuff to clean <laughs> over here. So you kind of love the cleaning, right? But you had to hire people to continue to expand your business, it sounds like. So could you tell us kind of like what a typical service or a typical customer uh, looks like for you? Is it like once a month here or there? Like what's the model that you found to be most successful? So a lot of, I would say like the majority of our clients are biweekly cleans. So we'll do it like twice a month, uh, typically same day, same time type of thing. So every other, let's say Tuesday at, you know, 10 a.m. we'll go to like the same house. We have a lot of monthly clients as well, where it's just like for those I guess it, it depends on like the family setup where it's like for our biweekly, it's mostly like, you know, the younger couples with, you know, a few kids that they're trying to, you know, stay on top of everything where they might not have the ability to just keep up with everything. So they need a little bit of extra help. Our once a monthers are primarily, I would say like retired couples or like our snowbirds okay. and where it's like they have larger homes that they're not able to like keep up on, but it's like they're very gently used as well, where it's like, it's mm -hmm. mainly just the couple that live there. We also have some weekly clients. Some of those are like our, our business owners, where it's just like, they kind of know where they need to spend their time, where it's just mm -hmm. like, okay, I could spend, I don't know, three or four hours cleaning my house, you know, with my spouse, you know, this weekend or mm -hmm. something, or I take that time, we can go do something with the kids, or we can work on our business or whatever it is. So it's like, it's a genuinely like a lot of the people that see the value in their time, which I think is super important where it's just like, I mean, you're not only saving yourself like time, but also energy and like physically, like you're saving yourself some stuff where it's just like, it's a very labor intensive type of job you know we do like three to four well, and you have to just consistently do it you have to keep doing it you can't just like do it it's gonna stay that way you gotta like do it again and again yeah. and again so yes. like okay so so you're talking about time like buying time back is the thing that my customers do right the time and that feeling of having some type of animal break into their house or whatever so like when we're talking about time and how we apply that to our own businesses as business owners, like what was the point where you're like, okay, now I'm doing this by myself. I'm making some money. I need to like hire somebody, like be like start a, a real business instead of just Jackie cleaning people's houses. Like yeah. when did it like formalize? And then that next step of, okay, now I need some more support than just me. Cause it, for you, it, it all kind of happened like, really close together it sounds like right yeah and i would say it definitely because i mean doing cleaning on the side was something that i you know didn't even realize that i had a passion for necessarily mm -hmm. and when i was going to school down in new orleans i was actually in a my rotc program and i was supposed to go into the marine corps as an officer 
And I had to kind of switch paths because then, you know, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma like the semester before I was supposed to go to officer candidate school. And Mm. so that was a huge kind of just like slap in the face of like, okay, I can't do this. Like, they're not going to take me, you know, they're taking away the scholarship type of thing. And so I was pursuing like a business administration degree there. So came back here to Minnesota, went through like my chemo treatments, went back down, finished up like my last semester and that I graduated in like December of 2019. And then of course, like that was right before the pandemic, like (laughs) took off and I actually had to end my lease early down there because I was planning on staying in New Orleans until like mid-summer or something like that. I I love it. Yes. I am like attached to it permanently in some way where it's just like, Mm -hmm. I just love the culture, love the people. And so I had to come back here because I didn't want to get stuck there where it was like the restaurant that I was working at was shutting Mm -hmm. down. And it's like New Orleans, a very like service-based industry down there where it's like, there's not a lot of office jobs and just like all these like normal things, I guess, in Minnesota where it's like, it's a lot of restaurants, hotels, recreational you know tourist type of stuff Mm -hmm. and so then when I came back here I was doing some tutoring like at a school and then all the schools shut down essentially and so you know when that happened I was like okay what am I gonna do now type of thing so I was able to take luckily you know get some of the unemployment money for like that summer And basically what I did with that was, okay, I have my business degree and I kind of evaluated like, what do I know how to do? What am I good at? What can I do right now type of thing? And especially with the pandemic, it kind of like aligned where it's like, okay, people are either going to want to have a clean house because they're spending more time in their house. They don't want the germs there, or it's going to be the other opposite end where it's just like, okay, I don't want you in my house (laughs) because, you know, I'm here all the time. Stay away, stay away. Yeah. So so that's a a pretty tough time to start, but it sounds like, I mean, being that we're still having this conversation, it was successful, right? Like massively. So how did you get your first customers? So you had those customers, a couple of them, right, that were running. And then like outside of that website that you were using for a lead source, like how do you start the process of like, okay, so now I need people to pay me. (laughs) I need more people to pay me for this business. Yeah. So, I mean, it was nice because, so I was cleaning for essentially for three families at that time when, you know, so I have, you know, my first initial client and then I had another client that I got from the website and then she passed her name along to her daughter. And then I started like posting on Facebook and being like, Hey, like, does anyone want to clean it? You know, type of thing. Like where it's just like, you're trying to like, you know, kind of frantically search for leads. Yeah, exactly. So then I had a lot of, if anything, like close family friends or, you know, some people that I knew, like their parents or something like that. And so I started like trying to take before and after pictures. You know, I remember doing my first couple of move out cleans by myself. And, you know, I had to have my mom come help me for a couple of them because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like totally, it's like a huge house. Like it wasn't even that big, but it was like, the effort that goes into doing like a move out clean is like so much more in depth than your normal stuff. 
And I had one that took me like maybe like two and a half days to actually complete and everything else. So I don't know, just like finding different avenues where it's like that one, like those types of jobs were definitely like the money makers. And I mean, they Mm. still are where it's like, it's a lot more work, takes a lot more time, but they're not, you know, your recurring, you know, stuff. So I kind of made the recurring clients like the bread and butter and then you get your additional like, okay, here's a great, you know, add on. So Yeah. Well, I mean, with the recurring customers, we have a pretty similar model, not quite as frequent of service, but like you can predict that you're going to have services for your employees that are committing their livelihoods to you. So you can guarantee they have stuff to do, right? Like that's the pressure, right? That you have to kind of weigh, okay, is this investment going to pay out and like how to really understand maybe making a little bit more money one time up front, but then you have to measure opportunity loss because you're distracted, figuring out all this stuff and instead of going and cranking out four, four clean houses a day, like that is uh it's a lot to kind of navigate. Do you have like a, a coach or mentor or somebody that kind of helped you through that? Or were you just like, I got to find stuff out there. I got to watch YouTube, take what TikTok, read articles. What, what was that? Yeah. I would say right away, like to begin with, I kind of was just, I watch a lot of different YouTubers and I feel like, especially the ones that I was drawn to were more like entrepreneurial. And so I tried to like take as many ideas as I could from them. But then also my mom would bring me to like some of her networking events. So she was part of a a networking group that I'm actually part of right now. And it's called the National Association for Women Business Owners. So it's NABO for short. And so that really helped where it's like, she would bring me to the events, you know, introduce me to other, you know, female entrepreneurs and just like listening to their stories when, you know, they would have the award ceremonies Mm -hmm. and seeing like, where they came from, where they are now, like what they have in store for them. And I feel like that was just like a huge inspiring, you know, type of moment is, you yeah. know, going and seeing this is actually possible if you, you know, look for those resources. And mm-hmm. I've been part of that organization for, I think like two and a half ish years now. So that's been super helpful. And then I recently, probably about three months ago, I joined a BNI group as well. So I've been attending those meetings. And at first I was kind of scared of the commitment because I had checked out a few different places and I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's a lot to do, but it's definitely paid off and it's been worth, if anything, not even necessarily like the leads that you gain from it, but it gives you access to a lot of really intelligent people that you're able to kind of pick their brains and you know, a lot of people have been in business for a lot longer than I have. And I think that's the one advantage that I have is just being like the fact that I'm a lot younger in most cases Mm -hmm. than some of those people I can be like, okay, what mistakes or what did you do? What would you have done differently? You know, when you started your business and kind of navigate things through them. So yeah, like a sounding board, right? So it's not like this echo chamber of your own head and thoughts and uncle joe's feedback who he's worked as a (laughs) delivery driver his whole life so what does he know like the like the relevant feedback and coming from a place of support too is more important because a lot of people give you feedback just because of they're not doing what you're doing so 
to get something where it comes from a place of care like that i've i kind of fell into a bni right when i got into business and i found the same thing just like having a network of people that are all smarter than me when it comes to this whole business thing was so incredibly valuable and then realizing like a lot of them like want to help right (laughs) it's like when people are in business like i've found we really enjoy talking about it almost to the point where people around you want you to stop talking about it because that's not all that that there is to life right so those networks like having feedback like what would you say like a few of the biggest pieces of feedback that you were able to take and and execute in your business and really move the needle forward were i would say and these have been more so like recent things like while being exposed to some of those people at the bni group is knowing your numbers is huge, which I'm still trying to figure out, you know, with the business. I feel like, you know, making sure your taxes are like completely in order. That's a whole other thing where it's just like, as a business owner, it's like when you first start or just as an entrepreneur, you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And then you get started and then you're like, okay, I don't have like a, a whole book here that's like, I yeah. need to do this and I need to do that. Now I need to do that. <laughs> so, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to do that? <laughs> right. And so for me, I mean, I know right away, like before I hired anyone on, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to make sure that I make sure that everyone has like W-2s and we're, we're doing our taxes because I don't want to like mm-hmm. screw anyone over or, you know, do anything like yeah. that. But it's just like, it's been a whole learning curve with just being able to... I think the biggest key takeaway would be taking the time to work on your business versus in it, which is something that I'm still working on where it's like, it's hard to let some stuff go. And that has been like my biggest challenge where it's like, I have some great people on my staff, but then like Mm -hmm. internally, I feel like I'm not ready yet to like, (laughs) let go of like little things that realistically, like I know that they're capable of doing. It's just, a fear almost where it's like, I've been doing it for so long. Like I can still do it now. And then it's just like, but you have to also be able to provide like opportunities for growth for, you know, the employees Mm -hmm. that you do see staying on with you for a long time so that they're able to move up or they're able to stay with you. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not just like training people constantly in that first (laughs) six month period. It's like, as a business owner, like we want to hold things so close because let's let's be honest, it's our business. We're probably going to do it better than other people, like whatever that task is. But as you're scaling, (laughs) you can't do everything when the volume just expands, right? So how did you go through that that thought process of, okay, I got to give something up. What What's the thing? Like, what was the first thing where you're like, okay, like I'm going to get somebody to help with this. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing even was just like being able to like rely on my people, my, you know, employees that I don't have to be there for every cleaning. That was the biggest thing for a long Mm -hmm. time where it was like, I was trying to schedule myself for every single cleaning. I was like, well, this person likes their pillows like this, or they like their whatever it is like this and, you know, stuff like that, where it's just like, it was trying to break out of that where it's like, if anything, like making notes for different houses, if someone likes certain things, you know, done mm-hmm. in a certain order or whatever else. And 
really just making sure that your staff knows, okay, like here are the expectations of this home versus this home. And just being able to kind of like replicate it or just go through some type of process or have something mm -hmm. that you can give to them and be like, okay, here's all the information for this person type of thing. So that was the first thing was like even just being able to hand off, you know, the yeah, like. Why do you even hand off? Yeah, like, it's yeah when like, it's everything, actual... like, yeah. But, <laughs> oh man, it was so it was so hard for me to do that too. I mean, and it's hard for somebody that you're handing it off to to like for you to micromanage them. Like that's kind of what I was doing. I'd hand it off and I'd like watch them like so intensely that there's like too much pressure when really. I just give them some space and like extend the timeline, lower my expectations for yeah. quite a while to like 70% of whatever I'd be able to do. Then like I was happier yeah. for one, cause I wasn't frustrated. And, <laughs> and I, I now could see somebody who wasn't overly stressed, like perform and learn. And that took me so long to learn with employees. Cause I just want to do it my way. And, Yep. It sounds like you did it in a much healthier way than than I did through your learning process there. So shout out to I, you. I tried. Uh, it was very hard for a while. I'm not going to lie where it's like, even now, like, you know, when I go to clean with some of them, it's just like, I mean, I've been cleaning for like almost 10 years and it's like, you just notice things like from across the room that I'll notice. And then some of our new people won't. And I'm just like, Hey, did you get the thing over there? Cause I saw that, that whatever. And then, I'm sure they're probably like, oh my gosh, like, can you, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just such an attention to detail type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it really does take, you know, a while to develop like that, that cleaning eye where it's like, it's been so bad now where it's like, sometimes I hate going to like restaurants and coffee shops and like certain yeah. ones because it's so dirty in there and I see everything and I'm like, oh, like, touch it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's different levels to clean like when I was growing up and we'd have to clean something my parents would say well is this mom clean or is this Matthew clean and it was typically Matthew <laughs> clean maybe but there really are different levels there and I can only imagine like what it looks like when you're doing it professionally right so I mean being that everybody cleans at some level in their life like how do you differentiate yourself as a business like there's all these big multi-franchise multi type of businesses, especially in cleaning. Yeah. Like, what did you have to do to kind of set yourself aside and, and have such a desire for people to yeah. want to do business with you? Well, and that's been something recently that we've been coming across a lot is, I mean, you have like these larger franchises, like you were saying, like with Molly Maid's Cleaning Authority, like mm -hmm. those are the, the major ones, I feel like. And I will say that we have picked up a lot of people that from, you know, those businesses. And it's because of certain things specifically. I always ask the people that have had those services in the past, okay, what did you not like about them? What did you like about them? And a lot of the time was, you know, maybe they're sending, you know, random people that it's different people every time where there's not even like one person like designated to the house type of thing then it's like there would be like a rotation that they're supposed to be doing where it's like a deep cleaning of, you know, these areas this week. And then next time we come, you know, they'll do this type of thing. And like, if they weren't sending the same people 
like they wouldn't be on the same page of okay what got or, done last or time like who's in my house too like yeah. from a consumer <laughs> standpoint like we like it's a lot to let somebody into every room of your house so like that trust is so important sounds like that and then like how did you manage that was it just notes or was it one-on-one -on -one communication train like what was that yeah. so i mean like the major thing and like my husband always tells me because he always sees like these major like he'll he'll always send me videos of like these bigger cleaning companies and they're like see they're doing this like that and whatever and i was like okay but i don't know if i even want to get that big because then you kind of lose that personal connection where it's like, for me, like I try to go to every single walkthrough essentially, since that's like the first step of like, you're meeting the client, you can kind of get a vibe of if you're going to be a good fit together, or if you're going to be able to, you know, kind of manage their expectations and stuff like that. But also mm -hmm. just kind of see what type of person they are, where it's like, we have a lot of great people that we clean for that we absolutely love where it's just like, you know, I met this one lady, for example, like, you know, in one of my Pilates classes and we've been cleaning for her for a while. And it's like, every time we go, we're like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? How's, you know, your <laughs> husband, like just had his surgery, you know, last week, or, you know, we have a huge connection with people's pets and it's just like, there's like a bunch of different things where it's just like, oh, how's Griffin today? Like, how's Olive today? You know? And I don't know, you just, you're able to build this, like incredible connection with people when they're actually mm -hmm. home where it's like, we don't get to see everyone all the time, but then, you know, for the holiday season or for, you know, little random things, like we'll try to send them notes and be like, Oh, you know, thank you for being with us this year. Here's like a, you know, you send like a holiday card type of thing. And you try to do like those personal touches just so that they remind, like, it's like a reminder that we're not just, another cleaning business like we want to be here for you and for your family we want to make sure that everything goes right in your home like if you're not satisfied with something or if you know something got missed how can we correct that or you know can we make a note for next time to spend more time on that or you know just trying to fix the issue so that it's like not something that builds up mm -hmm. where it's like open communication is a huge thing with any business and I feel like some people have trouble with that and I even have, you know, some issues with that just depending on the situation. But I always let the clients know, like right off the bat, like if we do something that you don't like, or if we move something please, where you don't want it to communicate be, with yeah. us. Yes. Don't just be Cause mad. Then it's be like... Like... <laughs> Cause then it's like, we've had people where it's like, there was this one person that we cleaned for and he told us right off the bat, he's like, I'm very like OCD about this stuff. Please don't touch like this stuff or like literally clean around it. He's like, just don't move it. Like don't move it, clean around it type of thing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay. So then you're like in there, like trying like yeah, your yeah. best not to you know <laughs> do anything. Cause it's like, but you know, that person told us up front type of thing. And we've had some people where it's like, maybe they won't communicate something like that with us mm -hmm. and then we'll you know like to rearrange some stuff just to make it like look a little bit yeah. nicer or more organized mm -hmm. counters and stuff and they're like okay can you like not do that or they'll take it like a whole different like, way where we're just yeah. like oh just I just like I would know. love that like look it's all like everything's <laughs> standing up and it's all like in a while yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> 
<laughs> so, so I mean, we've had in both sides. Yeah, so it's funny because like you, like as you're growing a business like yours and service-based business, you gotta we have to systematize so much, right? But then you also have to be yep. like, you can't make it feel like they're just getting put into this cookie cutter, right? Like, they, yep. that doesn't develop a long-term customer. They want like people want to feel special, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh yeah, it, it, for sure. like it sounds like you have so many little different things in in a really intimate place for people, right? Their home, like not everyone gets to go in there, and you get to like leave little breadcrumbs about your business <laughs> all over the place. Like so incredibly yeah. powerful. You're so you had said something about your husband sending videos of other companies. You said you didn't know if you want to get that big. So I'm gonna kind of ask you two questions about that, and then yeah. I think we'll probably have to wrap up. So yeah. did you ever think you would get as big as you are right now? No, okay. I honestly, yeah. And especially this quickly, that's the thing is like, I always knew that people were like, well, don't grow too quick because then you're not going to know what to do type of thing. And I was like, I, sometimes it can be very overwhelming. And like I said, we've been in business where it was like, and this is like, when it was just me starting was like three and a half years ago. And we, right now we have a, a team of 12 and now we have Man, like, our, it's been insane growth and we've had like our ups and downs and everything else. But I think, yeah, I don't know. It's overwhelming, but it's also awesome because we haven't had to like necessarily like market that much where it's like a lot of it has been very natural of like word of mouth and, just like being like, hey, my neighbor's looking for someone, you know, are you interested? Whatever type of thing. And so like for the future, it's just like, I don't know that I would ever like franchise because like I said, you lose control of it. But it's like, I do want to expand more into Minnesota and kind of have maybe like four different like locations where it's just like you have your your north, you know. I know exactly. North, what you know, central type of thing where it's just yep. like, okay, we have our area. Yes. But I don't know that I would ever, you know, go outside of Minnesota or if I did, I would want it to kind of have the same structure of like, mm -hmm. okay, we want it to feel like this, but I don't know that I would ever hand it off to, you know, like a franchisee and be like, all right, have fun. Like, here's my name. And you know, you're, mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's very stressful. No, it, well, it's because it's your baby right now, right? I mean, no pun yeah. intended. I know yeah. you have a baby no. literally <laughs> inside your belly right now, but like, this is like another baby. Like, and that's how a lot of business yeah. owners are is that trust. Like, I mean, I just want to rewind a little bit. You said you didn't think you could hand over like one person cleaning one house for you. Right. So yeah. could there be like some yeah. potential, like maybe in three more years, like you're, that's exactly what you want to do as franchise or, or now you've started a different business alongside of it. Like you don't seem like somebody who well, you're just going to be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to like work on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would ever like stop working on the business necessarily, but I do have other business ventures that I would like to get into. I feel like mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, something recently that I've been like, Oh, this would be cool. It's like just having like a little, like coffee cart type of thing. And then eventually opening up like a coffee shop or like a cafe type of thing. Cause I love that 
for me, it would be beneficial because then I can actually go just spend money at my own place versus (laughs) going to all the places. (laughs) But I just, I love being able to like have an environment that, you know, I can be productive in and is inspirational and stuff like that, where it was like, there was a lot of that in New Orleans where I would go to different coffee shops. Mm -hmm. They They were all like smaller places versus here where it's like you have your you know your starbucks caribou there's a few smaller places but they're all like in the cities or you know way out in like you know up in lindstrom over here (laughs) yeah like there's like (laughs) but not all of them have like a good vibe Mm. and i don't know sometimes you know you need inspiration or you need to feel like you're in yes yep okay So. so Okay, so yes, the answer to my question is yes, there's more to come. So real quick, right at the end, if somebody wants to reach out to you or your company and kind of learn more about your business, what type of media is the best way for them to reach out to you on Facebook? Is it a website? Yeah, so I would say, I mean, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. I think we, like our main people are usually on Facebook, I would say. But then also our website, LaVetriLiving.com, like you can send in a request and then, you know, we'll email you back with filling out that like request form for like, if you're interested in the cleaning and then we'll set up a walkthrough after that and kind of go from there in order to do the walkthrough, the pricing, like what you're looking for and kind of do that and then, you know, get that person on the schedule. So we kind of have have a clean house for forever. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then they won't want to go back. That's the thing is like, once you have someone clean your house, it's like, I mean, you can Dark search companies, side. you can do all this other yeah. stuff, but I guarantee you, you're not going back to <laughs> like not yeah, having to doing house. it yourself and have a dirty house. Nobody likes that. Trade <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you again, Jackie, for your time. I'm so incredibly grateful and congratulations again on, on your little girl you're about to have. Looking forward to meeting her and if there's anything we can do for you in the meantime, feel free to reach out. But you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for joining us on Homegrown Health. All right. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for joining us on Homegrown Hustle. Our local business community thrives because of the brilliant leaders right here in our backyard. And it's been an absolute privilege to provide them with a platform to share their invaluable expertise. Stay tuned for more insight, wisdom, and inspiration from our local business champions. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Together, we'll continue to nurture and expand our homegrown success stories. Matt Eichmann signing off till our next insightful episode.